How are you, man? I'm climbing here. Welcome to the Crossroads Soul Exchangery and Ice Cream Parlor, sir. My name is Beelzebub. How would I be of assistance? Right. I'm looking to buy, have you buy me soul. Me loon's gone right nitty. Someone's talked to sand shoes. Right, talk them. I need a buck. I assume that means your Minnesota United Club's form has gone poor and that someone has stolen your shoes, possibly a metaphor. Can you translation that like, eh? Well, I must inform you that the value of souls has decreased dramatically among the soccer community lately. We are currently just far too high in supply. You ganinaka here? I want you to buy me soul. My apologies, sir, but I purchased two full teams this past month. Bill Edwards from Tampa Bay came by a month ago, muttering something about one-year plans. He left this ado fellow over there. I haven't found a role for him here yet, though. Then a man from Miami recently convinced me to help his team. One's already too many clients, but this Nesta fellow offered three souls more than the asking price. How could I say no? Don't ya, Bob, be a proper walkie ticket, ya wazak. Buy me soul. Maybe I start your Lance Lang, the hockey lazy chava. Watch your language, son. This is a public market. If you were to add a player whose status on the team is questionable, my best offer would be for fifth. How mine? Divin talk me soul for fifth. I'm gonna set a hand to this shop. My good sir, setting my store on fire? You know you are speaking to Lucifer himself, correct? Lucifer the all-powerful? Helen Brimstone Lucifer, you know. Fire. Yeah, proper doylem, you're my see. Where's your gaffer? I am the sole proprietor of this establishment, and I can assure you that indeed I am in proper mind. Please provide a more attractive grouping of souls, and we can discuss better terms. May I interest you in any ice cream? Had a way of mine. You got, give, get me a cornetto? Got you any monkey's blood? Only in my way, not like the sort you're expecting. Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome to Toughcast by two United fans. This is Notch coming to you from Tacoma, Washington. And this is Colin coming to you from St. Paul, Minnesota. And Caleb. And by the hammer of Thor, it's episode 74. That was beautiful. That was gorgeous. That, that was the best one ever, I think, out of those. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's taken 73 episodes for all of us to <laughs> actually get it right, but man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. practice makes perfect. Unfortunately, all of our practice was, you know, recorded. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, from now on, this is going to be a listenable show, okay? From now on... <laughs> From now on, this is going to be a great show. Uh, now that we're and, not going to uh, be using Jordy slang for... What the hell was that? I was reading some of it, and I didn't know what that was. Yeah, um, it, a little behind-the-scenes chatter. We put some translations in there just so Notch could actually understand the north of England... I don't even know if I would call it language. Slang. <laughs> slang. <laughs> Dude, Carl Craig has just stopped listening to the episode. Come on, man. Like, at this point, you know, who, you're going to make fun of the Minnesotans next, and soon we're not going to have anyone listening at all. I mean, to be fair, we, we do really drop our O's, and we say, yeah, <laughs> Oh, a lot. yeah, you yeah. betcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, you betcha. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, those uh, interesting stuff, I don't think uh, I would uh, do very well. In uh, in the in the Thai side or Tune side, Tune side. Uh, 
two inside. I, yeah, don't, just, I don't think I'd do very just well. Just remember that. that when you were asking for monkey's blood, um, it's actually a strawberry raspberry ice cream topping. Really? They call it monkey's blood. I mean, it sounds very appetizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Certainly. There's a, Man, there's a snow cone flavor like. called tiger blood that sounds actually quite a bit like it, except for in like just syrupy, disgusting, but delicious diabetes did, form. Yeah. So, did freaking Charlie Sheen come up with these names? Like, <laughs> damn it, you beat me to it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh, man, our, our pop culture references are, like, on point circa, like, 2010. Uh, by the way, speaking of, um, well, actually, there's no real good segue for this. I just wanted to mention, um, 55.1 has a new podcast. It's hosted by Wes and uh, our own former Tough Guys co-host, Jeff. So go give, give them a listen. They're pretty great. Um, enjoyable uh, new soccer podcast that's popped up. Anyway, we should keep moving on to some uh, actual soccer news um, with the NASL. And, and there was more this week. Um, the Yukon Police Department uh, is getting a mention in the show right now because they have not stopped providing uh, off-duty police officers for Raya OKC matches. You know how police provide off-duty security uh, for a lot of sports events around the country? No longer at, uh, at uh, Yukon. Why is that, guys? Well, um, the decision came in the wake of, and we discussed this on the show, um, an incident on September 18th where a Chilean-born fan uh, was harassed by a police officer after he uh, sat down during the national anthem. He was tired after putting up some advertising boards or something and you know, just took a seat. The officer approached him after he ran out to give a ticket to one of his friends. Uh, there was a little bit of an altercation that uh, got certainly more physical than I, I think any reasonable person would say that it needed to. Um, there's also been some unrest between supporters and the Yukon PD in the past. Apparently, some similar issues if a fan didn't take their hat off during the national anthem um, would occasionally... There was also problem. some uh, controversy about alcohol sales at the stadium and the sheriff, the local sheriff really opposing them, but the uh, team and the high school being okay with it because they do play at a high school field, so... There was some existing tension, like, literally from the start of the season, and there have been some incidents that fans have reported, but we can't verify, um, of course. But anyway, this is not going to be a problem anymore because the UConn PD is out of here. While we're on political topics, just really quick, I want to make a reference to something. Um, Yesterday night's debate, you heard uh, a reference to locker room talk, and apparently groping women and celebrating the same is locker room talk. Um... I think that's kind of regrettable to link sports to uh, sexual assault. And I just want to make clear as a sports fan, if that's actually what goes on in your locker room, I don't want to support any teams. I'm pretty sure that uh, there aren't any teams out there where this is uh, acceptable. We've already seen LA Galaxy's Robbie Rogers, Chris Cluey, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, and many other athletes from around the country of many different sports saying, um, this is not locker room talk. Nowhere. And I don't think you would you would find that acceptable. I think it behooves other sports fans to come out and say that publicly too, just so that there isn't any misconceptions that uh, that this is acceptable in the world of sports, and and it isn't. So, all right, back back to the regularly scheduled uh, tough cast news. Let, let's talk about something really cheerful, like Hurricane Matthew. Yeah. So uh, the Carolina and Fort Lauderdale match was moved one day as the storm was approaching the Carolinas. Uh, there are a number of power outages 
in and around um, Cary, North Carolina. Um, along with that, Jacksonville versus Indy uh, did not take place over the weekend. It got rescheduled to October 12th uh, with Jacksonville bearing Which the- is Wednesday. Yes. This Wednesday, yes. Um, but the day after that is more important for at least Minnesota United fans. October 13th is the priority draft for MLS next season where we'll draft where where we go in which order we go in the re-entry draft, super draft, allocation list, waiver re-entry draft, discovery range, and NASL USL priority list. So many things to draft. It's going to be great. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, suffice it to say, we're, there's, there's going to be a bunch of drafts, and our place in those drafts will be decided in three days' time. Um, very quickly, again, I just want to make two notes. I, I hope our friends in North Carolina and Florida are, are doing okay. And uh, if you do have a few extra dollars lying around, the people of Haiti could really use your help right now. The situation Absolutely. there is really dire. So do consider uh, uh, donating some things to, to, to folks affected by the hurricane. It's yep. not fun. I know that the Fort Lauderdale strikers are actually going to be um, getting some supplies together at their next game. Um, Pascal Million kind of took the lead on that, apparently. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah, so Definitely, Asian national team player. Yep. Yeah, so definitely um, seek out some awesome aid agencies. I know a number of them have been working in Haiti for, gosh, the past six years at this point uh, with the right. um, earthquake that they had back in 2010. There's been continued devastation down there and causing a huge natural disaster like this certainly does not help matters at all so um yep. any any help would definitely be appreciated absolutely absolutely okay let, let one last piece of news we got from the ottawa sun yeah Caleb. ottawa sun comes out with an article titled auto fury fc's time in nasl appears to be coming to an end um the article itself just kind of points out that they're not gonna make the playoffs this year but the whole leading of the article is basically saying that they're not going to be in nasl next year probably moving to usl for one year and moving to the um, Canadian Premier League. Um, that still has to be confirmed by the team. They haven't put out a statement about that yet. So we're kind of just still waiting for the confirmation, but it's looking more and more likely that they won't be in NASL next year. Man, this is this news section has just been really cheerful and happy today. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and just you wait, we're going to talk about Minnesota United games after that. Oh, that should be that should be a hoot, guys. Um, y- y- you know, this this Ottawa NASL thing has now been brewing for for. for better part of a month i think and um the ottawa sun was the one place that was still saying that maybe it's not certain we don't know what's gonna happen now they've come out and said that it's all but a done deal uh and if that happens the nasl will be losing at least two teams tampa and uh ottawa from from my understanding the nasl commissioner was in a article in sports illustrated this week where he remained bullish, said that there are going to be new teams joining the league this year, and that he remained positive about the NASL's prospects. There was also an article about the San Francisco Deltas kind of taking the lead, I think that was the word used in the headline, guys. It, it was something like they, they were taking, kind of leading the pack, or kind of becoming an influence. Essentially, the implication was they're becoming an influential entity within the NASL, with all this upheaval. The exodus of teams leaving the league or leaving in general seems to be much more prevalent than real concrete news of teams coming in, aside from San Francisco, of course. Yeah, the future of NSL is just 
kind of the giant shrug emoji right now. Yeah, pretty like, much. Nope, we don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, we got to take a break right now uh, for some technical reasons. So we're going to do that, and then we'll come back with all the week's games. Welcome back to Toughcast. The reason we had to take a break right there was because I was running out of disk space recording over here. <laughs> and, uh, in the past, we've had episodes of this podcast that have been quote-unquote recorded and been lost because of technical issues and I had to make sure that didn't happen. There's too much good stuff on this on this podcast, guys. Oh yeah, and the plus side was that we were able to do a few shots in the meantime, so I think we'll actually be in much better spirits now. Oh, it's going to be so... <laughs> Speaking of better spirits, we just drank a bunch of better spirits. Exactly. Hey-yo. All right, let's do this. Same joke, except I talked over you. So one of I'm going to have to cut like one of our mics when I when I edit this later. You want to throw a coin and we can decide who gets to say the spirits joke? Um, I think the coin flip has to happen on Thursday. I think actually Don Garber gets to put the coin in an envelope that he then thinks about all night and then wakes up in the morning and opens and finds it one way or the other the tooth fairy having placed the coin in the <laughs> but he doesn't fairy. flip it he just chooses which side he wants to show and that's the side that wins yeah and invariably no matter which one of us gets to keep the joke chicago fire doesn't get jermaine jones exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right all right speaking of which there's some mls playoffs shaking out happening this this week yeah yeah on last week we went over uh who had clinched so far those nothing has changed that and that there are still six spots uh, three in the east and three in the west that are still up for grabs. But there have been four teams that have been eliminated. Uh, Houston, Vancouver, Chicago, and Orlando. Um, probably the biggest surprise here is Vancouver. They had very good high hopes in the preseason. And they had a good showing last year uh, in the playoffs as well. And they just kind of fell apart. I thought, the, I thought the biggest surprise was actually Chicago. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they were out already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought they were out in March. <laughs> Right. Well, unofficially, uh, but uh, the the funny thing is though that Columbus isn't doing so well this year, and there was a piece of news this week actually. The Cincinnati FC Cincinnati actually outdrew the Columbus Crew. Yeah, did you guys see this news article? I, yeah, I think it's it seems like it's a mix of some of the ticket promos that they've had, but also the fact that you know they are building a a more rabid following. At least they're able to get a massive amount of people in the door. Um, you just made me so happy, so happy. I don't know if I've, if if maybe longtime podcast listeners might have heard me say this sometime in the episode, but I have a little bit of a grudge against Columbus Crew's uh, supporters. They think they're like the best thing in the entire planet. Like Seattle's supporters kind of have insufferable habits sometimes, mm-hmm. but they're not like super arrogant. Uh, that's just the joke online. But I've actually found some of the Columbus Crew fans to be actually like they think they're god's gift so to hear you say that unprompted on the show it just affirms why you're on the podcast right now uh caleb you better start coming up with things that i've been oh, thinking no. about for a while uh, <laughs> to say otherwise uh you know i'll have to go through the archives of the tough cast and just cherry pick some stuff <laughs> no you've been making fun of miguel gallardo that's enough yeah. um so speaking of miguel gallardo and the nasl <laughs> Um, let's head down to Florida for some, um, I don't know if we'll call it hot action between 
Tampa Bay. I mean, it was and, warm. Yeah, it was warm. It, it was humid down there. Yeah, some warm, humid action. Yeah, so Tampa Bay versus Minnesota United in the lone midweek game. 4,804 people saw a scintillating 2-2 draw. Well, good good boy Georgie Ristovs comes in with uh, Tommy Heinemann. Celebrity Being couple ready. Ristov and Heinemann managed to get the uh, the equalizer. Which, there were two equalizers. Minnesota and United went up twice and Tampa Bay came back. Exactly, yeah. Um. So Christian Ramirez started off the scoring seventeenth minute. Um, didn't necessarily end the night as as well as he uh, started it, um, no. suffering a what's been called a high ankle sprain. Um, I'm not a doctor. I will not pass myself off as that. But uh, sprained ankles hurt. Wait, so and I can't high... show you this uh, rash later on Skype. Damn it. Um. You can show me that later, but maybe Caleb needs to leave the room. Uh, yeah, I, please. I will leave right now if you're going to show it. Uh, high ankle sprains are typically uh, four to six week recovery time. So Ramirez is going to be out for a while. We're without our Superman for a little bit. Um, you can go get some of that horse placenta treatment that Robin Van Persie got that one time. Don't think he's, he's as high profile as Robin Van Persie. Okay. Well, once we go to MLS, though, we do get that horse placenta treatment. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. like definitely. that's one of the yeah. benefits I, of like moving up. You can, you can only buy it with Garber Bucks. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. And besides, I'm sure that McGuire still has some connections in the health field that he can hook somebody up. You know, funny story. There is actually a really large horse veterinary hospital at the University of Minnesota, like a world famous one, where like mm-hmm. these um, Middle Eastern sheiks actually fly their racehorses to get treated. I'm not even joking. Uh, it, it's, it's oh totally. It's, so, yeah, so we and could it's... actually get some horse placenta treatment. Uh, maybe that's what's been missing. Maybe that turns around Minnesota United's form. Which, by the way, when I heard, everybody goes and gets horse placenta, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like great that piece from uh, what's that uh, movie Caddyshack, where it's like, hey, everybody, like you know, that 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 you know, basically that that's what happens. Um, I just want to say when I saw Christian Ramirez and I read that he'd got hurt, essentially the Looney Tunes like ending music with Porky Pig going like, blah, 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 that's all folks started playing in my head. Um, <laughs> that was a very accurate impression. I, I, I keep that I'm in actually mind. the voice of the Looney Tunes and have been for about 60 years. Glad you guys noticed. Uh, Hence the chant. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's one of my favorite chants. Uh, let's, let's move on to... Uh, the next game, which should, what you guys put both the Minnesota United games back to back. We wanted to get them out of the way. Oh my God. Well, where's yeah. my whiskey and revolver? Like, I think I need to like have <laughs> them sitting in front of me with a cigarette that I'm like angrily smoking while I talk about this. Now things just got super dark on the podcast, man. <laughs> um, so <laughs> speaking of dark, um, there were some dark clouds mm. over Puerto Rico <laughs> That unfortunately we're not able to see out a win. Um, nil nil draw in front of four thousand three hundred forty-seven fans in Bayamon. Um, we talk about goals, but th- there wasn't even chances. No, not really. Nothing really going on. Uh, as East Jome started up top. Yeah, that that was an experiment yeah, I mean, that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see him on the left. And Pino up top, and that worked work better, or just laying on the left and Pino up top. And Pino moved to the center in the um, second half. He was subbed in. 
but it, and nothing was really for going for the team the entire night. Oh yeah, JC Banks. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Banks came in. Pino was playing, but they left Lang on the bench. He was warming up, and they left him on the bench. So. I don't know. I mean, move Pino to the center, bring Lang-, Lang in on the left. I know he's not great right now, like, or whatever is going on. But, like, I mean, it's got to be better than playing, you know, Pino on the left and getting Banks in uh, up top. I-, I don't know. At this point, yeah, I've, I've I mean, kind of, like, thrown my hands up and said, like, I don't know what's going on. This kind of defies uh, feeling. This was a must-win game, guys. It really was. And... Granted, the results afterwards made it a little less so, but the fact that they left points on the board against a Puerto Rico side that just hasn't been able to get any sort of traction just mystifies me. And also letting in a late goal to your direct rival for fourth place to lose yeah, three, three, days, three, points. three days earlier. I mean, it's, it's just... It's, well, it wasn't a good week. Or Minnesota, but luckily Miami and Tampa Bay had worse weeks. So so let, let's talk about those games, and then I think we should come back and loop around to talk about the playoff situation, because I think the 2-2 draw against Tampa Bay, all right, I'll give it to you. When you score goals, I said this on Reddit this week, which was basically, as long as you're kind of clicking as a team and you're working hard, I don't mind if you like don't do well in the table. But this talented team that can't work together shtick that's going on, that's become like the calling card of Minnesota United over the past few weeks, needs to go away when we go MLS. And I, I'm tired of it. But, but we can loop around to talk about the, the table situation when we, when we get to the end of the, the NASL games. Right. And just to jump on that a little bit more, we're not going to be a talented team when we move to MLS. You know, no. Every, yeah, every single instance of an expansion team coming in with some amount of prior history or even without it expansion teams are generally terrible their first season so if we are going to be underperforming with a good roster then how bad are we going to be with a roster that's below mls standards yeah I mean, I mean, maybe maybe we completely defy expectations and the impossible happens and we lift the MLS Cup in the first year. I mean, Bobby Bradley did it, uh, you know. So maybe, maybe it happens. I don't know. But the point is, things need to be a little bit different next year. If they're even better than we expect, terrific. But I think keeping expectations down at this point is a good thing. Uh, but anyway, let, let's move on, guys, to, to Miami versus Ryo OKC. One of those two results that did go... Uh, as we would have, you know, the best it could possibly be for Minnesota United's chances. It ended 0-1 to to OKC in front of 4,200 people. Yeah, uh, Red Bernstein with the handball in the box. A pretty clear handball. The only clear one was Tallman's in his Puerto Rico that wasn't called. Um, uh, Michel converts it. Se- uh, seven of his 11 goals this year have come from the penalty spot. That's a stat that kind of blew my mind. That they won that many penalties and that he had... So much of his goals for this year are penalties. It's a little insane. Slightly, yeah. Um, along with that, um, more insane, uh, Richie Ryan got a red card in the 89th minute, and he's going to be out for a critical match against Tampa Bay on Friday night. Um, how big of a loss is that for Miami? Well, he's that man in the midfield who can kind of run things that kind of go through him to either spread out wide or go up top. 
Um, foolish challenge by him going studs high above the ankle. So it's deserved red, but I think they'll miss him. They only have the guy that can fill in for him. All right, moving straight along to Carolina Railhawks versus the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Uh, how did this game go, Wiz? So it ended up a 3-0 win to Carolina. Kind of a surprise. Um, in front of 4,566 fans that were able to, again, get through some of the storm damage right around Cary. Um, apparently, a number of people were out of power, so I think... I'm trying to remember who it was that joked, hey, there's power at WakeMed. You can totally come out and actually, you know, be able to see lights. I, it's I great. I remember that. I think it might have been one of the players. Yeah, I, I think, think it was Austin. Julius James. Oh, I thought it was Austin Deleuze. Well, it, it, it would have made sense if it was Deleuze because he his name talked about light. He did light it up today with a goal. hey <laughs> That might be like the one good segue on this episode so far. Uh, anyway, yeah, he did score. So did Brian Triver and Matt Watson. Uh, good, 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 good showing by the Railhawks. They needed to come up big, and they're strangely enough still kind of in in the uh, running. It's it, they're, they're hanging around that fourth place, kind of on the outskirts, looking in, kind of waiting to pounce. I don't think they'll make it, but they're. I think at this point they're a bigger threat than uh, Miami and Tampa Bay because they have to play each other. Well, I would almost say that I. I don't have enough faith in Carolina that they can string together that long of a winning run um, simply because their form has just been so up and down. But I could at least see them keeping it interesting for the rest of the time just because the entire Minnesota-Miami-Tampa quagmire is just so messy at this point that you can't really trust any team actually want to go for the playoff spot speaking of playoff spots let's talk about a team that did clinch their playoff spot i think it was a week ago already so the cosmos versus ottawa in ottawa ended 1-1 in front of 4400 uh people who are mad at minnesota united fc uh ryan williams and juan arango the goal scores what happened to this game dudes yeah and it was kind of a it was a little more dominating of a performance from Ottawa than I certainly expected. Um, they probably were good for at least the 1-0 victory up until Arango scored um, in the 79th minute uh, off of a cross from uh, or that was headed straight to Moffat. Um, bounced it back over to Arango, headed it into the top corner. Uh, decent goal, but... It almost felt like Ottawa was probably the better team for most of the game. And it's weird to say that because they've just picked up recently and it's the Cosmos. They're not, no one's to be better than the Cosmos. It's a for Indy a few times, but still, yeah, they, were, yeah, yeah. they were really dominated. The one goal that Ottawa got was on a mistake by, defend, by a Cosmos defender that Ottawa latched onto and Ryan Williams slid it right underneath Jimmy Maurer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One thing that I think is really surprising about this season is just how bad New York has been on the road. Um, they've started to stabilize a bit, but you know they just they come up with some of these weak performances when they're away from Schuert, and I, I can't really explain why. All the That's... fans made them nervous. The 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 funny oh. thing about the NASL's uh. 
tab full table link, you know, when you hit the full table button, actually now shows the away and home form separately. And it's stunning when you see that Indy 11 in the combined table has won one game away from home. Minnesota United has won one game away from home. It's it's nuts. Uh, I feel less bad all of a sudden. <laughs> I still I still feel bad. Okay, yeah, I, I I went from feeling like a ten out of ten terrible to a nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's progress. It's the difference between the two teams has been so so. Indy's record is one six six away. Minnesota is one seven seven. Cosmos, by the way, is four three seven. Uh, but the difference between Indy and Minnesota is that Indy's home form is 11-3-0 losses at home. Can you believe it? They hadn't, their first season, they hadn't won a home game until October. And now we're talking about a team that hasn't lost at home. And Minnesota's home form is 9-1-4. So that kind of puts things into context just a little bit for me. Something like that. Um, right, yeah. Getting back into games and getting back into teams that clinched the playoff spots, um, FC Edmonton versus Tampa Bay ended up 1-0 to the Eddies in front of a massive, massive crowd of... 1,243, and they were they played on Hoth. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, yeah. They played on Hoth, and <laughs> Tampa Bay was not happy about it. Uh, uh, yeah, there apparently was Apparently the videographer... Apparently, the videographer from last week's Ottawa game switched allegiances to Edmonton and filmed their game for the highlights. It was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh, absolutely God. terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that FC Edmonton was able to afford Paul Greengrass, though. Like, that's <laughs> that doesn't seem like something that you would do when you're only able to get 1,200 people into the stands. Maybe it was pro bono work. I don't, we don't know. <laughs> Sentence to serve or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this result was good for us again. This is the second game that was good for Minnesota United and keeps the kind of playoff race, kind of this four-way uh, craziness that's going on between Miami, Carolina, Minnesota, and Tampa. Right. And it, FC Edmonton, I think, probably would have been good for two or three more goals. Um, big one was the screamer from uh, Ledgerwood that hit Tommy Aviobi <laughs> right, right in the face. Right in the face. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he shot it off like a champ, though. Yeah. Credit to him. Good for him. Good for him. Um, easy game for Matt Van Ockel. Um, solid game for Papa Diakite as well. Um, but good job by Edmonton. They are now officially in the playoffs. We should. Uh, and speaking of that, let's. In this, these last few minutes we've got, instead of doing our tr traditional uh, predictions, let's talk a little bit about this run for the four teams that are going to go into uh, the, the the final few games trying to earn that final playoff spot. So you've got Minnesota United, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Carolina Railhawks, and Miami FC, uh, all between 38 and 36 points. Uh, Ryo OKC has also got 35, um, and in fact is probably in the best form of anyone. Uh, among them they haven't lost a game in five games but right. um so so you got these teams kind of in the running minnesota united actually unfortunately is, has already played 29 games though, so all the others have a game in hand on us uh which puts us probably in the weakest position uh, just looking at the table but we have out of three games left two home games unfortunately they're against the toughest teams in the league to play at the moment the cosmos and edmonton 
but they are also against two teams that have already clinched for the playoffs, have a, maybe a little less to play for. Um, Edmonton in particular, I don't think that they're really going to be banking on hosting a home game for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it might be a time where they hopefully decide to rest a couple of players, maybe um, dial it back just a little bit. Um, the same with the Cosmos. They've clinched the fall. They've all but clinched the fall season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to have home field advantage. It's the last game of the year. Maybe they'll take it easy. I don't know. Just rest up for playoffs, rest some starters. Maybe they'll some... play Andrea Mancini or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it, it's true. But, it could be. Um, yeah, as, as far as possible yeah. points for the rest of the season, um, you're right. Uh, Minnesota and OKC both can possibly get uh, to 47 points. Miami can get to 48. Uh, Carolina and Tampa both can get to 49. Um, so there's definitely a, a, a disadvantage for the Loons. Um, schedule's probably the most difficult. I personally don't see it happening this year. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. And I don't know if that's... I want them to, but I don't know if it's necessarily the worst thing for a team that, quite frankly, hasn't played like they deserve it to so, so, get into the playoffs. I, I want to talk about some of these other teams and their runnings, but I'll just mention one thing, which is that the year that we won the championship in 2011, the Loons finished, I think it was sixth out of eight teams. So uh, we sometimes things can feel hopeless, but the playoffs are the playoffs. So it, you just got to make it through. And I can see their things going horribly wrong for the other teams it's just a lot of things have to go horribly wrong but um i'm not i'm not feeling good about our form but our chances might be a little bit less bleak than um total disaster Uh, however there's a huge huge game coming up on the 14th on friday which is miami versus tampa bay essentially one of those two teams is going to knock the other out or if they draw uh that's probably not a good result for either team no, um, a draw is probably the worst result that either of them would go for. Because um, not only not only do they lose the chance to gain on Minnesota, they lose the chance to gain on each other. True. And that's what I'm going to be cheering for is when they when they play as a, a draw. I'm I'm hoping for just like somebody typical Florida man to like get high on bath salts and just like. <laughs> storm the field and they just cancel the game like, yeah no, not doesn't count zero points for each team. that that was so That'd frightening i i just can't even i can't even deal so so by the way there, there's also another neat little big game happening on wednesday it's like they planned this almost like there's some bookie planning this it's not what i'm implying it's just a joke by the way some people take those reference kind of things very seriously uh because carolina is actually playing raya okc on wednesday as well so one of those two yeah. teams is gonna have to is gonna impact the others' playoff chances too. So like this is a huge, huge weekend uh, for the for the playoff run. Um, just kind of head to head, and all four teams, by the way, have two home games and two away games. So you can't really kind of base that uh, base evaluation on that as well. So it's kind of it's a pretty complicated metric still. Maybe next week we'll have a slightly better idea of uh, how things might shake out, or if we if we have some gut reactions, I think. What could also happen is Miami and Tampa draw, Minnesota lose, and maybe even a draw with Carolina and OKC. 
so we can just like <laughs> continue spelling this out as long as possible. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh God, please no. Um, by the way, the U.S. men's national team played in Cuba this past weekend too. You guys watch this? Um, I, I did. The pitch was terrible. Yeah, I, I was stuck at work, so I just followed it on Twitter, and I, I guess that yeah, it was it was awful. They tried to dribble the ball down the pitch and just be bouncing like a right like a bouncy ball on the on the pitch. It was crazy. Um, the but, U.S. seemed to be like having some sort of like uh basically the team had been replaced with bar uh uh why, why, bar security because like the cubans were going down like holding their face holding their shin every like 10 seconds like it was something horrible happening to one of them um they were just recoiling in horror at how bad that pitch was like it, it wasn't that they, they were getting hit in the face it was that Oh, I looked down and saw a giant gaping hole where there's supposed to be grass. No, no, right. why? Well, one of the Cuban players got like taken out by his own by his own player, own teammate on like a free kick or something. And then one of the Cuban players hit Steve Birnbaum in the face and threw blood, Classic. and there was no foul called. So counter tef. Yeah. By the way, uh, the the Cuban goalkeeper actually looked okay. He's he plays in the Cuban league, but his. He was actually doing some pretty good job and getting the ball up and, and trying to get Cuba some chances. We did pull the game through, even though we took uh, our Lord God and Savior, Christian Pulisic, off at halftime. Um, so, uh, Wondolowski not only got a goal and got an assist, so oh, don't ever question the Wando yeah. again. I, I'm always going to question the Wando, but Julian Green got, <laughs> got a goal too, so. Yeah, the, so, so, the first Pulisic. Right, right. The, the pre-Pulisic. Or the poster do yes. we can we can call Julian Green. Um, there but, we go. Uh, yeah, uh, this podcast is kind of running a little bit uh, long already, so let's uh, let's call it a halt here, guys. Can you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at the attachment. You can find me at K M. Oh, no, sorry, K Olson seven sixteen. No M, no M in there. I don't know why I said that. You can yeah, find definitely me no at- U of M. Uh, you can find me at TWO United Fans, which is also the uh, main account that we send our podcast stuff out on. Of course, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher Radio. You can also tell your friends about this, please. We do like having more listeners listening in. Um, so so do that. You will also, in the next few weeks, hopefully hear of some pretty interesting format changes that we're currently discussing. This has been many months coming uh, in terms of uh, some changes to the pod but we haven't quite got to the point where we want to publicly release those but keep listening and uh, somewhere in the next couple of weeks you, you'll hear what uh, what the plans are gonna be but with that good night everybody uh and good luck i hope you have a great weekend of awesome nesl action this week that you watch Woo-hoo. come on you loons Woo-hoo.